This is Generations. My name is Kevin Swanson. Steve Vaughn is my co-host on this edition of the program. And Steve, I want to get back into American political leadership. And I, I could just hear you groan for a moment. <laughs> what uh, leadership? Yeah, well, yeah, that's where I'm going. It, it, profound changes happening in American congressional leadership. It's not surreptitious. You can watch this stuff happening year after year. It's like a slow motion train wreck, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I saw a train wreck taken by somebody's iPhone. Phenomenal. Oh, man. Oh, man. And, of course, he's commenting to his wife as it's happening. You know, oh, honey, uh, uh, honey, uh, you know, it's like it's 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 going crazy. It's it's a f- really phenomenal thing when you watch a train wreck. And that's a great analogy for what is going on with Western civilization. It is a train wreck, but it's a slow motion train wreck. But it's impossible to miss. So you're seeing it playing out year by year. Steady increase of LGBT members of Congress now at 13, up from two in 2009. So now 3% of American leadership is uh, homosexual, effectively Nero, taking control of governments, not just here in America, but elsewhere around the world today as well. Women leading the U.S. reaches another record number now, 153. Congresswomen, 28% of Congress, up from 21% 10 years ago, up from 4% in 1980. So what is that? Uh, about a seven to eight-fold increase in terms of those leading the nation. And it's Pew Research that covers this. You can check it out if you ever want to. Watch what happens in the profound changes occurring in American political leadership. Um and, of course, what they call it is diversity. So they're thrilled. I mean, just utterly thrilled. And, and this, of course, is what all progressive news sources and the entire zeitgeist is utterly thrilled at the possibility of more diversity in American governance. Now, at 30 percent of American governance made up by homosexuals and women. And here's one more thing I want to say about this, Steve. It is ordained by God. And I know some people are going to say, What? ordained by God. Well, of course, the civil magistrate is established by God, and these are ministers who report to God, and they must punish the wicked, punish the evildoers, and uh, of course, if you do that which is right, you should be approved by them, Romans chapter 13, but they don't do that. Granted, they don't do that, but but they're still appointed by God. God is the one who establishes their position. And puts them in place. These magistrates have been ordained by God. And that's what we read in Isaiah chapter 3. Isaiah 3 speaks rather negatively to what's going on with Israel. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe to the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given to him. As for my people, children are their oppressors. And women rule over them. O my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. So what is, what's going on here? Well, the people who lead, those who God has ordained, the lot is cast into the lap, and the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. So, so with the vote, the vote is cast, and the whole disposing thereof is with the Lord. The Lord has established this, these leaders, and they will f- more fully cause us to err as a nation and destroy the way of our paths. God fully intends the U.S. Congress to destroy the way of our paths and that these leaders will cause the nation to err. 
This is God's means of bringing judgment upon a nation. Before I take a break, I want this quote from Jordan Peterson commenting on what's going on north of the border, because what's happening in America is effectively mirrored by our friend north of the border. And this is what Jordan Peterson recently said about the presidency of Canada. Here we go. It's almost impossible to overstate how shallow that comment is and how not only shallow, but it's also casually malevolent in an unconscious sense, because he had a job to do, which was to evaluate his MPs thoroughly and skeptically and pick the best people, period. But that isn't what he did. He said, oh, well, it's, it's 2016, so I'll appoint half women. It's like, well, that everybody gave him a pass on that, and so here we are. Now we have a budget that's equity-focused. Yeah, well, good luck with that. When I look at Trudeau, there's a couple of things that I see. I see someone who hasn't grown up. So he's Peter Pan. All right, so that's good enough. That 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 ends that segment. It's children leading, and of course, what he said is he he did a, a pure fifty fifty choice on his cabinet because it was all about equity. It wasn't about competency, and that's his point. But these are the sorts of things that destroy nations, and and that's what Jordan Peterson is saying here, and that's precisely what uh, we read in Isaiah three. Comment on that, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the, this whole idea of equity is it, it's never going to work. I mean, because all you're looking at are all the wrong things, and you know it's the same thing with you know Biden's pick for the Supreme Court. You know, we need equity, so I need to pick a black. Uh, homosexual woman who is, you know, all of these intersectionalities and all of that, and you know, but it has nothing to do with competence, which we have seen is she is incompetent. Uh, she doesn't know the law. She doesn't know the Constitution. And so, when you're looking only at the exterior, you know, God looks at the heart. That's why he chose David, not any of the other sons of Jesse. God looks at the inside, not at the outside. The, the people looked on the outside, they got Saul. They got Saul, son of Kish, and they got what they deserved. When you look at the outside only, you get what you deserve. Isaiah 3, woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him. The reward of his hand shall be given to him. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, those who lead you, cause you to err, and destroy the way of your paths. I'm going to comment more on that in just a moment. Those who lead you, cause you to err. Does that happen with the U.S. federal government? I got to thinking about it. I think it does. Be back in just a moment. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado mountains. To provide quality time for you to connect with your son. Can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to coloradofatherson.com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to coloradofatherson.com and register today. 
This is the Isaiah 3 government that uh, God has brought down upon us. And of course, it's we brought it upon ourselves, but God also has certified, so to speak, the election uh, for the purposes of judging the nation. And that's what I see happening right now. It's the Isaiah 310 principle. That uh, as for my people, children are their oppressors, women rule over them, and all my people, those who lead you, will cause you to err. And that's precisely what's going on right now. As I fixated in on those words, I had to conclude that's what our federal government is doing to us right now, whether it be by the tax law or whether it be by the Disrespect for Marriage Act or whatever it happens to be. There is this full court press towards the breakdown of morality on the part of the United States federal government. and. The Disrespect for Marriage Act, unleashing persecution on every evangelical Christian in America stands for traditional marriage, which, by the way, has stood for 6,000 years until the emperor's new clothes gig showed up. And then now we're all supposed to go, we're not worthy to be in your presence. And yet there are still a few Christians left who will say, "Uh uh-uh, not going to respect the marriage of the faux marriage of men living in perverse sexuality, one with the other. Yeah. It's interesting that, um, you know, after this whole classified document scandal, one of the comments was these were supposed to be the grownups that, you know, came back into play. You know, Trump was the idiot child. These are supposed to be the grownups, but we're not seeing that. So it, it's still like Isaiah children, it not maybe not biological age, but certainly their mindset is children who are leading right. us. It's a good way to put it. And they cause you to err. They cause you to further degrade in the national morality. No question in my mind that Obergefell, the influence of what six U.S. Supreme Court justices, as well as Bostock, the influence of another six U.S. Supreme Court justices had a profound effect upon the immorality of the nation, especially when it comes to these perverse forms of sexuality. Obamacare's provision of no copay for the use of abortifacients, I think has increased child killing in America by a long shot. And I just go over these numbers again and again, only because I want Christians to stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going to do this. But removing the copay did everything to increase the use of high-efficiency conception control devices like the IUD. The Stanford study, Mechanisms of Action of Intrauterine Devices, that study indicated that an average of 0.8 post-fertilization babies are killed per woman per year by the use of the IUD. Okay, that's the Stanford study that came out, and if you want the footnote to that, I can send it to you. But yeah, 0.8 post-fertilization babies are lost per woman per year. If they're on the IUD, and that was tested on five different IUDs, and now 14% of American women, 15 to 44 years of age, use the IUD up from almost nothing in the 1990s, resulting now in the deaths of 12,330,000 babies per year. That's an increase from about a million babies at the turn of the 21st century. So you've got 12,330,000 babies killed by the use of the IUD. And much of that has been enabled by Obamacare, which removed the copay for what the $600 fee you pay for the IUD. Moreover, day after pill technology has added even more opportunities for abortifacients. A report from the Charlotte Lozier Institute indicates that there's at least another 2.5 million babies killed annually by the use of the Plan B pill, 
which was virtually never used in the early 1990s. So you've got two and a half million babies killed by the Plan B pill, what, 12,330,000 babies killed per year by the use of the IUD. And now, of course, as we've mentioned on another series of presentations on this program, the accessibility of the kill pill, the mifepristone pill has increased access to abortion exponentially over the last year or two. People who say, yeah, but surgical abortions are down in Texas. Surgical abortions are down in Tennessee or Kentucky. Guys, 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 the kill pill by mail program is taking off. I think just Christians are too naive on issues like this. My calculation is that 82% of babies conceived in the United States are now killed by accessibility of the kill pill, the plan B pill, or the IUD. Now, the official numbers have it at 650,000 babies killed by the chemical pill, the kill pill, in any given year. My estimate is closer to 1.6 million now. If you add those organizations that are killing by mail programs that have been enabled by the uh, Food and Drug Administration. So, friends, we're talking about a huge increase in the number of abortions since the 1990s. We're we're looking at 82, 84% of babies conceived in the United States now killed due to a massively increased accessibility of the kill pill, the plan B pill and the IUD. And then it happens all by the encouragement of the U S food and drug administration. And of course, Obamacare, that is the federal government of the United States is doing everything they can to kill 14, 15, 16 million babies per year. They will cause you to err. These government officials, these leaders are causing you to err. So that's where we are right now. It's also interesting. Now, the the increase of homosexual indoctrination in schools across America over the previous, say, 25 years has been truly phenomenal. But here's one of the most interesting reports I've seen. The GLSEN annual report indicated that encouragement of the sin of homosexuality in public high schools actually decreased under Donald Trump and his education secretary, Betsy DeVos. Very interesting. It was a steady increase all the way up until 2017. Then you get a 25% drop-off on resources, clubs, etc. on these high school campuses, encouraging the sin of homosexuality on the public school campuses. You see a drop-off of some 25%. So here's my point. My point is there is a bully pulpit. My point is there, there is some influence on the part of an education secretary like Betsy DeVos that does make a positive influence on the nation. Now, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am saying it. <laughs> that is possible that the federal government of the United States ha- has influence for good or for bad. And, uh, and generally what we're seeing is it's a bad influence, except in the case of an education secretary, Betsy DeVos, that seemed to open up something of a, uh, a retraction of the influence of uh, homosexual indoctrination in public high schools. Yeah, she was uh, one who wanted to even shut down the the Federal Department of Education while she was there. She was trying to propose that, but she got so much backlash and and pushback that uh, it it didn't happen. Uh, We we used to not have a Department of Education in the federal level. I think that came about with Jimmy Carter uh, and or somewhere around in that area. Um, But she wanted to shut it down. She said, now's the time to do it. Parental rights have come back in the last two to four years, and that, of course, influenced the gubernatorial election in uh, in Virginia, arguably Florida and elsewhere as well. And the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, has done the right thing when it comes to parental rights and education, when it comes to sex education. And that, of course, is 
you know, made all the liberals upset across America. But uh, there's individual states now pushing back against the U.S. federal government. Uh, lawmakers in Indiana were looking at legislation that would require any student under age 18 to obtain written consent from a parent before participating in instruction on human sexuality. Same thing for Arizona, Tennessee, etc. 19 states looking at following Florida's law. But now the Florida law is hung up in court. The Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton argued in a brief filed just last month in support of Florida's controversial, quote unquote, don't say gay law, which that was the term used by the yeah. left. But it was really basically a law that was affirming parental rights when it comes to sexual education matters. And uh, so Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton argued in favor of the Florida law in a friend of the court brief saying that parental rights really did matter. The amicus brief filed by a coalition of 14 state attorney generals led by Texas defended Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act law, which prohibited classroom instruction involving sexual orientation or gender identity through third grade. But some have challenged uh, the the law as well. And now it's uh, hung up in federal court. The federal government and federal courts have quite a bit of power over the states, largely because of funding. And remember, about 20 percent of the Republicans in Congress are homosexual. So. I don't think these states are going to get out from under the mandates coming down from Uncle Sam and the federal government. Of the United States is controlled by the pro-homosexual Republicans and Democrats. And it's hard to believe that the states are going to be exempt themselves from uh, those in the federal government that are pressing you to err, pressing you to sin, pressing you to a wicked lifestyle and doing so with 45 to 55 million American public school students. So uh, how do we wrap this up? Well, number one, the U.S. federal government is extremely destructive. It has become a wrecking ball in American society. Spends 25 to 30% of the GNI, the gross national income, and it puts that to destructive ends and does so by military policy, by educational policy, by putting all that money in favor of abortion and perverse forms of sexuality. It's a, an incredibly powerful destructive force that can only be empowered by principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Okay, that's number one. Number two, and this is the good news, God has empowered parents to stand against this zeitgeist. So friends, get your kids out of the public schools. Make the decision yourself as to how you're going to educate your children. Do not sign them up Okay, you might be able to get some tiny little exemption on a sex education class in a Florida public school, but what about the other 99.99% of the instruction? Forgot about that, didn't you? So, so, so get out of the public schools, disconnect yourself from this powerful zeitgeist that is controlling every part of American existence through this incredibly powerful economic force. God has empowered you as a parent to stand against it. Don't leave them in the schools and subject them to those powerful forces. Don't be naive. Is this vile world a friend of grace to help us onto God? This idea that it's all good. They're all neat people. People who run the National Department of Education and the State Department of Education, they're just wonderful people, and they're bringing a very safe, wonderful, God-honoring ideology into our children's lives. I don't think so. Steve, I think there's a naivete that somehow this vile world is a friend of grace 
to help us on to God. I don't think so. Sure, I must fight to win the prize. Increase my courage, Lord. And that's a little Isaac Watts creeping in here on the show today. <laughs> yeah, it, I think parents and, and others are thinking, well, you know, why would they ever want to hurt children? All they want to do is is help them out. And, uh, you know, no, they want to indoctrinate. They want them, they want their their minds, they want their souls to be their own so they can train them to do what they want them to do. They're, they're not out to educate our children. They're out to indoctrinate our children, just like, you know, the, the Hitler youth and the useful idiots that he had. As families and churches, let's uh, avail ourselves to the islands of freedom so available to us today. Check out of the public schools. Check out a public socialist-funded medicine. We need to wean ourselves from socialist medical programs that fund abortions, as well as the Medicare programs that will fund a euthanasia for our elderly. My recommendation, let's, uh, let's go with the Christian medical sharing ministries like Samaritan Ministries. Steve, there are so many reasons to check out of the socialist-based abortion funding, abortifacient funding system that's out there today. Here's one example I got off the internet, and I think this is pretty accurate. I checked these numbers. Check this out. In the United States, the average cost of a hip replacement is $40,364. The same operation in Spain costs $7,371. In other words, you could literally fly to Spain, get a hip replacement, live in Madrid for two years, learn Spanish, run with the bulls, get trampled by the bulls. Get a second hip replacement and then fly home all for less than what you would pay for a hip replacement in the United States. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's medical tourism is up. The same thing is with India. People are paying to go to India, pay out of pocket for medical procedures, tour India, come home for less than it costs in the United States. It now costs corporations and individuals working for corporations an average of $22,221 to provide health care for your family. That's an average American family of four for a year. That's $22,221, okay? The government-regulated anti-free market system of health care, just outrageous. You're looking at 24% of median income going to health care. That's just outrageous. It's the worst in the world. So, friends, I recommend the Christian Medical Sharing Ministries, like SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. It's what our family's been going with for the last 25 years. Christian Medical Sharing Ministries, basic plan for Samaritan Ministries, 300 a month. Think about that. The difference between 300 a month and 22000 a year for your average insurance program. Okay, that's a savings of $19,000 a year for a family of four. You'd pay off a median-priced house in Illinois in just 10 years on the money you saved in insurance premiums. Stay on it for 30 years and you... Your kids get married, they raise their kids, and you're paying off a house for your two children as well on the savings that you obtained over a period of 30 years from the Christian Medical Sharing Ministries. And we've been on it for some 25 years. And we've saved some $450,000 in medical insurance premium, Steve, since 1999. Remember when we entered ministry? You probably remember that. Way back in 1999, I got out of my, you know, six-figure corporate job, headed out to... uh, you know, rather low-income Christian home educators of Colorado ministry, and and we went off to Samaritan Ministries, and since then saved four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in medical insurance premiums. Can you believe that? 
Yeah, we've been on it. I think about sixteen okay. years, and uh, I have no idea how much okay. we've we've saved. But it's it's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's enough to pay off your house. And here's the good news. Yeah, we did not have to pay for abortions or submit to heavy duty socialist regulations on our medical choices. These are the benefits, friends, to get off of the big socialist system and get onto the island of freedom. Enjoy it for for a hundred reasons. It's not a socialist system. You don't have to steal from your neighbor to provide for your own medical costs. You don't have to pay for abortions. Remember, Obamacare requires no out-of-pocket copay for abortifacients, and they're aborting millions upon millions of babies a year. Let's rescue those who are being taken away to death and hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will you not render to each man according to his deeds? That's Proverbs 24. Verses 11 and 12. So, friends, I'm telling you, we, we should not, as Christians, be contributing. As much as possible, we should not be contributing to the funding of abortifacients and abortions. If we have an opportunity to exempt ourselves from it, why not? And again, you don't have to turn your family medical decisions over to state bureaucrats. Just keep the free market operating. You can engage the free market on costs. We're, you know, these Christian medical sharing ministries are open to the idea of medical vacations, et cetera. There are accountability requirements for the Christian medical sharing ministries. You can't soak the system with your bad habits. Your pastor has to sign off that you attend church. You're not an alcoholic and you not don't smoke. You know, those sorts of things. So there's accountability requirements. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why you're saving, what, 94% on insurance premiums? That's <laughs> one reason. So Samaritan yeah. Ministries is up to something like 250,000 members sharing $27 million per month. And the way it works is, you you know sign up for what is it hundred two hundred dollars per year and then you send off your checks to to Christian families that uh, have you know problems and uh, so or or somebody has has a baby and they get one hundred forty checks at you know three hundred dollars and they cash all those checks and pay off the bills so that's the way it works it, it's 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 a, a program in which we are able to help others with tangible ways in which we're helping brothers and sisters in Christ by writing checks for their medical needs. And of course, we know their names and we pray for them. We believe that spiritually, that's a good way in which we can uh, encourage, help, assist, reach out to our brothers and sisters in Christ through financial means as well as spiritual means as we pray for their needs. When you check out SamaritanMinistries.org online, make sure you let the folks at Samaritan know that Kevin Swanson sent you by from Generations. That renders a little more support for our ministry. And friends, make use of the islands of freedom. Check your kids out of the public schools and check out of the socialist medical system that is constantly working at degrading medical systems, paying for abortifacients and one day paying for suicides as well as mandated euthanasia at the hands of the state. Let's make sure that we as Christians are already abandoning a system that is not contributing to the cause of righteousness. Uh, Make use of the islands of freedom. And friends, I'd encourage you to my book, The Story of Freedom, which deals with each of these issues. That book, Story of Freedom, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson and Steve Vaughn inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.